Thank you for joining us here at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to change your life. Please take a moment to submit your story to info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc give to find the giving options that work best for you. We have an encouraging word for you, and we pray that you lean in and engage as we head into the auditorium for today's message. Listen, we are right in the middle of our oil series. Last week, Pastor began to speak to us about the price of the oil. He talked about Joash, and he talked about being a keeper of the oil. If you were here last week, say yes. He also declared and spoke to us about the crushing of the olive and what that means in our lives and how when we are crushed on every side that the anointing and the fragrance that comes from our life is actually powerful and beautiful, yet it's painful. Today I have the opportunity to speak to you about the purpose of the oil. Would you say the word purpose? Next week, we'll declare and speak about the power of the oil, and that's where Pastor Tony said that you don't want to miss that because we're going to have a very special anointing service. We're very excited about this series because we believe that there is power in the oil of God. That's what marks us, if you don't know that. That is what sets us apart. The oil is what makes the difference in our lives, the oil of God. So there are some practical uses of oil that we use every day. Beyond just the fuel in your tank, the oil in your tank, I was surprised to learn about the different things that oil is made from, or, or things that are, um, that are manufactured from oil. So everything from drinking cups, to combs, to electronics. Did you know this? I was very surprised. Paints, plastics, many different things that you and I use on a daily basis is made from oil. But there are also things in the spirit realm that we want to talk about today. Everywhere that you find from Genesis to Revelation, when you open the word of God, oil represents the Holy Spirit. It represents the Holy Spirit. Would you say that with me? The Holy Spirit. The The oil was symbolic of the Holy Spirit's presence. So when a person is anointed in the Bible. And I'm breaking this down just not in an elementary way, but many of us come from different backgrounds in our walk with Christ. And I want you to understand this. When a person is anointed in the Bible, the Holy Spirit descends upon that person. Therefore, when Jesus is called the anointed, the Bible means by the Holy Spirit. In the Bible, that means by the Holy Spirit. So in essence, When someone consecrates and sanctifies something with oil, they set it apart for God's use. And here's what I know, and here's what I want you to know today, that when a child of God steps into partnership with the Holy Spirit, impossible things become possible. And in these days, in these last days, the church is more in need of oil than ever before. And I believe for you and for me that there is more oil available to us if we're wanting to receive that. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, I don't know much about cars, but what I do know is that if you go long enough while driving a car and not 
getting the proper oil change and the maintenance. You know that little sticker that sits right there above on your windshield that you, by this point, you need to go get that oil changed. Well, if you keep driving that car, then pretty soon you're gonna have engine failure, won't you? It's the same way for you and I. If we don't take time, if we don't stop and present the oil levels in our life, Father, I need maintenance. I need something from you today. You may end up on the side of the road broken down, and there may be some of you that may be broken down here today, but by the time you leave this service, you will be made different by the Spirit of the living God. So the greatest tool that I know for a tune-up is the Word of God, and we're going to look together in Psalm 23, a very precious and familiar passage of Scripture. We're going to pay close attention to one specific passage, but I want to read this together today. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Do you want to read it with me? I think you should. Come on. Number two, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Y'all did a pretty good job. Give yourselves a hand right there. Good job. We might have some preachers up in here today. I think you might. You could take my place. So I want to pay close attention to number five, verse number five, where it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. So I'm a creative person. I think creatively. I see when I read scripture, I see pictures. I see, I see scenarios. I see scenes. I don't know if you're like that. But all of my life, all of my, um, my Christian life, I have seen myself seated at a table. Take this, this passage, for instance. I've seen myself seated at a table, maybe 10 to 15 feet long, a beautiful, chunky, wooden table with the most exquisite centerpieces and food that looks lovely on every side. The look is really important if you don't know that. I mean, taste is good too, but we want it to look great. So here we are seated, seated at this long table, and I've always imagined myself seated with my friends, but also with the enemy. So they're all seated together, right? Have you seen, your, have you seen it that way? Well, not until recently did, I, did the Lord just absolutely shift that for me. So now when I read this passage of scripture, it's a table for two, and it's me, and it's the Father and we're seated there together. And listen, when he takes that horn of oil and begins to dump it over my head because I'm the anointed of the Lord, the enemies that are over here to my right and the enemies that are over here to my left begin to tremble at the presence of God because, here's why, because when a child of God accepts the anointing and accepts the oil in their life, all of hell begins to tremble. All of hell begins to run. All of hell wants to scamper back to darkness. The anointing, what does that even mean today, Pastor Casey? I don't even know what that means. It means to smear or to rub. In other words, 
The anointing is the oil of heaven over our lives. It is the oil of heaven over our lives. And I want you to understand that there's a difference between gifting and there's a difference between anointing. Gifting is an inherent ability to do something well. If you're writing and taking notes today, that's worth writing down. Gifting is an inherent ability to do something well. Anointing, however, is the divine enablement to do something beyond your natural ability. Something beyond your natural ability. That's powerful right there. How many of us in this room today would like to be divinely enabled to do what God has called us to do? That should be everybody. That should be everyone without reserve. Well, it's important that we look at a couple things today together. Number one, I want us to understand that the anointing of the Holy Spirit must be seen as essential in our life. The Hebrew word for Messiah is Meshiach. The Greek word for Christ is Christos. Both words mean the same thing. Jesus, the anointed one. Jesus, the anointed one. Every reference to Jesus as Messiah or Christ in your Bible, in Scripture, is a reminder of the necessary association with the anointing from the Holy Spirit. I want us to look in Luke. Chapters three and four does a wonderful job of providing a foundation for us of just this very truth, that there is a necessary association with the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Luke 3, 22, we're gonna pass through these scriptures pretty quickly. This is at the baptism of our Father, of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon Jesus. Jumping ahead to Luke 4, 1, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Luke 4, 14, this was at the end of his temptation. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Luke 4, 17 and 18, Jesus announces to everyone in the synagogue, and this was really the start of his public ministry, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Jesus was a man of the spirit, so another way to say it is the key to the legendary life that Jesus led on the earth was the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So I want to ask you this question. If Jesus needed to be anointed, then what makes you think that you don't need the anointing? Let me just ask you, when was the last time that you pushed pause on your busy schedule before walking into your boss's office and said, Father, before a word exits my mouth, I need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to fill what I have to say. What about when you walk into your teenager's bedroom and you're about to face something that is difficult for you? What about asking the Holy Spirit, Father, I need the oil of heaven to flow over me right now before I ever say a word? There is a necessary association, not only for Jesus, but for us as believers. We need the Holy Spirit in our life. 
Here's the second point we need to understand if we're going to experience more oil of the Spirit in our lives, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is for a specific use. Now the Holy Spirit does not give us a blank check to use the anointing however we desire. He doesn't do that. I remember when I was in college, my parents, my mom is here today, but graciously they would send me money. I'm the baby of six kids, so they didn't have a whole lot of money to give, right? But they would send me money. That money was for a specific use, right? It was for food. It was for me to go to the grocery store, buy some ramen noodles, buy some cereal. You know, that good college life food. Well, guess what? I didn't use it for food, y'all. Anybody guess what I used that money for? Anybody guess? Shoes? How do you know your pastor so well? <laughs> what? So listen, there was a shoe store that on Thursdays, let me tell you, I get anointed when I talk about it. I get anointed. Woo! There was this shoe store in the little town that I went to college in, and on Thursdays, they got a special delivery. So after classes, guess who showed up on Thursday with my grocery money in my pocket, ready to buy one pair, sometimes two. I mean, they were inexpensive, so, so specific use. I didn't use that money for specific use, but the Father gives us his anointing for a specific use. So I want us to look together at the why behind Jesus' anointing in Luke 4, 18. Scripture says this, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to what? To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. When the Holy Spirit gives you his anointing, it's because God has already given you an assignment. Think about how that might apply to you and to your life and to the assignments that you have in your life. For me, I'm a, a daughter, a wife, a, a mother, a dog mom, um, a worship leader, a worship pastor, a servant, um, lots of titles, lots of assignments in, in my life. And sometimes we think the anointing is like this. For all of those assignments, the Father gives us one jar of oil. Here you go, Case. You've got all these assignments and all of these things to accomplish, and here's one, one jar of oil for you. No, no, no. That's not the way the anointing works. The way the anointing works is he gives you a new jar for every assignment that he has gifted you with so that you don't run low, so that you're not out, that you're not out of gas on the side of the road, but you have plenty of oil on the inside of you, just like the woman, the widow woman in 2 Kings chapter 4. She had enough oil for all of the vessels. She had enough oil for all of the vessels. That's what the word of God says. Enough oil for all of the vessels. So number three, the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes with his power. Jesus said to his disciples, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive what? Power. You will receive power. Let's look again at David's life. In 1 Samuel 16, 13, it says, then Samuel took a horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. 
Here's what I know, when the Holy Spirit is with us and the Holy Spirit is on us, bringing the power of God to us and through us, it makes the powers of hell tremble every time, every time. One of the greatest advertisements for the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of God is when an ordinary person, ordinary people do extraordinary things for God. In fact, your weaknesses are actually a divine setup for the, for the God of the universe to flex his strength through you and through me. The anointing of the Father, the oil of heaven. You see over here, there are two lamps. One has no oil, and you will see that, you might not be able to see that, but the wick has been lit, but it did not stay lit. No vessel, no oil in the vessel. No ability to shine or to radiate. This vessel, this lantern is full of oil. It's full of oil. And the moment that that wick begins to touch that oil and is submerged in the oil, the wick begins to receive the oil. And once that flame touches that wick, then that which it was created to do is done. That flame begins to shine bright. That flame begins to illuminate. Is this a picture of you today, or is this a picture of you today? When the oil of God is flowing in our life, we should be radiant, we should be full, we should be able to walk into the grocery store, and just by the mere presence of the Father on the inside of us, things begin to change. Cancer begins to be healed. Marriages begin to be restored just because the oil on the inside of you is flowing. Submerged in the oil of God. Number four, and possibly my favorite point of the day. Don't ever let the anointing become more important than the anointer. Don't ever let the anointing become more important than the anointer. We must prize the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. There is a place of communion that the Father is calling each one of us to, a place of intimacy with him, where we hear his voice, and when he brings correction, we're quick to respond. But if we're so busy and we don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, then we continue to walk out our path, and we're not, we're not, we're not quickened in our spirit. We're not sensitive in our spirit to hear what the voice of God is saying to us. The anointing, the anointer, one of the greatest differences in David and Saul in scripture was how they saw the Holy Spirit. When Saul sinned against God, Samuel, he came to him and he, he said, it's over. The Spirit has lifted off of you and God is finding a man after his own heart. He is, Saul doesn't even lament, he doesn't even He's not grieved in his spirit that the spirit has lifted off of him. Whereas King David, when he sinned with Bathsheba and he gets caught, David grieves. He cries out to God. 
And he says, please, please, don't cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. I can imagine David standing there saying, Holy Spirit, if you aren't with me, I can't be me. Holy Spirit, it's never been about the throne. It's never been about the kingdom. It's never been about the title. It's always been about you. And without you, I can't be me. I don't want to be me. I'm not me. The Holy Spirit, the anointer, the oil of heaven, a shepherd will anoint his sheep three different ways. First way, sheep are susceptible to having flies sit on their sweet little noses and the fly will begin to fly up its nose. It will lay eggs that turn into worms and then burrow its way to the brain of the sheep. That sheep will then ram its head over and over again because of the irritation that it causes his sweet little self. He could potentially die from it. So the shepherd, knowing this, at the beginning of every day, will anoint that sheep's nose to protect it from that potential challenge. The next way that a shepherd will anoint his sheep, sheep want to find their their position, and a lot of times it's the male sheep, sorry guys, but the male sheep fight for that position, so they're constantly butting heads, they're constantly... So the shepherd will anoint the head of each one of those sheep so that when they hit each other, they just glide right off. Finally, in the last way that a shepherd will anoint its sheep, he'll take the oil because a field that looks beautiful to us and picturesque to us is actually full of predators, full of holes, full of things that can cause wounds for the sheep. So morning and night, morning and night, the shepherd will take the sheep and look it over, look it over, just look for any potential wounds and he'll pour the oil in each one of those wounds, morning and night, morning and night. And I'm here to remind you today that there is a good shepherd who sees you and who knows you and who is ready to anoint you with fresh oil today. There is fresh oil from heaven for you today. And let me tell you, some of you have stagnant oil. Some of you are satisfied with the oil that you had when you received Christ many years ago. Some of you don't care to use your oil anymore because you were hurt in church. And the oil that you used, the oil that you used and the oil that you have, you protect in such a way that you refuse to allow the oil of God to flow from you any longer. But precious one, let me tell you that there is a God who heals, there is a God who sees, and there is a God who wants to anoint you afresh today. Afresh today. 
afresh today, afresh today, afresh today. But it's up to you and it's up to me to receive the oil of God, to receive the oil of heaven. There is a shepherd who is wanting and longing today to pour over you in such a way. Thank you again for joining us for today's message. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and changed your life. If there is anything we can pray with you about, or if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, send us an email to info at citylifechurch.cc. We would love to invite you to be our guest at one of our campuses throughout Tampa for our Sunday service experience. You can find out our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download our app on your smartphone and tablets for more online messages and to stay up to date with everything happening at City Life. It was great having you with us today, and we will see you next time.